98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Priscilla Ng. The headlines. Chief Executive Carrie Lam announces an extension of the current social distancing measures and ramps up COVID-19 testing in Shemshuipo, Yamate and Jordan. A tourism expert backs a multi-billion dollar plan to revamp cash-strapped Ocean Park. And the outgoing First Lady of the U.S., Melania Trump, calls for peace and unity in her farewell address. Chief Executive Carrie Lam said social distancing measures that are due to expire this week will be extended as Hong Kong continues to grapple with the COVID-19 pandemic. Details of those arrangements will be announced later. Speaking ahead of the weekly Executive Council meeting, Mrs. Lam denied that the government is putting the blame on ethnic groups for the spread of the coronavirus after health officials yesterday said there has been a spike in infections among the South Asian community. She stressed the spread of the virus has absolutely nothing to do with race or ethnicity. If there's any misunderstanding arising from any remark made by any of the government officials, I made it absolutely clear here. But since this disease is spread through human uh, interactions and so on, social behaviors, living conditions, workplace hygiene are factors that will make certain people more vulnerable. The government also announced that mandatory testing will be stepped up in Shemshuipo, Yaomate and Jordan amid a rise of cases there. But Yao Chimmong District Councillor Owen Lee questioned the effectiveness of the arrangement. When they receive the order, they already leave the so-called subdivided flat and they go outside the community. It's quite difficult to trace and find where they go and where they live and they want to uh, escape from the order. This is the problem. And there's no one have the name these who are in the list and who are compulsory to have the testing scheme. With the approaching Lunar New Year holiday next month, an infectious disease expert has called on the government to consider further tightening its anti-epidemic measures. Dr. Leung Chi Chiu suggested imposing crowd control measures at shopping malls where sales could attract large gatherings. The expert added that authorities should also cancel its exemption for wearing a mask in country parks or while exercising, saying he's seen many people removing their masks while having picnics. In other news, Chief Executive Carrie Lam says she doesn't think that making the city's civil servants pledge allegiance to the SAR and the government will damage their morale. Vicky Wong reports. Hong Kong's 180,000 government workers will be given four weeks to sign a declaration or take an oath, with those who fail to do so running the risk of being dismissed. Civil service unions have expressed concern over the ambiguity of the requirement, saying many members are unsure about what constitutes a violation of the pledge. But speaking to reporters before going into Tuesday's Executive Council meeting, Mrs Lam said civil servants have always been expected to support the government. She was asked whether she believes civil servants will be genuine when they make the Pledge of Allegiance. Whether uh, a civil servant or any person in taking the oath is genuine, I don't think I have an answer. Uh, for that. So ultimately the test lies in the behavior. If somebody who has taken an oath to swear allegiance and pledge loyalty has subsequently done something which is in breach of the oath, then appropriate actions will have to be taken by the authorities. The CE added that the more than 4,000 civil servants recruited since July the 1st last year were very willing to sign the declaration when they took up their job offers. 
The sea also said her administration is considering whether to offer more financial help to people and businesses that have been hit hard by the COVID-19 pandemic. Carrie Lam warned that the city's latest unemployment rate, due to be announced later today, is going to be, as she put it, bad. The ESS, which uh, safeguarded employment and jobs, expired uh, towards the end of November. Whether we would consider more financial assistance and other relief measures uh, is a subject that we are listening to the public, uh, legislative council members. A tourism professor says a major overhaul of Ocean Park's business model is challenging but could be a long-term solution for its financial woes. The planned revamped, announced yesterday, includes free access to a new shopping and dining zone, individually charging for attractions, and outsourcing most operations. Professor Brian King from the School of Hotel and Tourism Management at the Polytechnic University says it's necessary change. It fits within the wider plan for Southern District. I think the opening up and welcoming the local community is really essential. I mean, the pandemic has been an opportunity for a reset. And I think embracing the local community, winning the hearts and minds is an important first step. And I think the tourists, the, the visitors will come when they see the locals enjoying it. So I think that first step is really critical. The World Health Organization and China have been criticized for not acting fast enough to stop the spread of the coronavirus. A team established by the WHO to investigate the response to the pandemic suggested the organization should have declared an international emergency sooner. The team said it was not clear why the WHO's emergency committee met only towards the end of January, three weeks after being told about the virus. The Brazilian government has begun distributing thousands of doses of the Chinese-made coronavirus vaccine to all states, a day after health regulators gave emergency approval for its use. The nationwide inoculation program started on Monday, two days earlier than planned. Brazil has the world's second-highest death toll from COVID-19. This health worker in Sao Paulo welcomed the news. I'm moved. I would like all Brazilians to have access to the vaccine at this moment. That is my wish. Not only the health workers, but all Brazilians, my family, my friends, so that we can return to normal life. The incoming Biden administration in the U.S. says it will maintain COVID travel restrictions, banning visitors from most of Europe and Brazil. The announcement came shortly after the Trump administration ordered the measures to be lifted from next week. Here's the BBC's David Willis. Donald Trump announced he was widening the ban on travelers to the U.S. to include the U.K. and most of Europe last March, at a time when there were just over a thousand confirmed cases of the coronavirus in the U.S. The move hit the American aviation industry hard, and airlines are known to have been lobbying the president to lift it. In a proclamation issued less than two days before he's due to leave office, Mr. Trump suddenly announced that he was prepared to do so starting next week, only to be rebuffed by a Biden administration spokeswoman, Jen Psaki, who tweeted that instead of lifting restrictions on international travel, the incoming administration intended to tighten them. The First Lady of the U.S., Melania Trump, has delivered a farewell address before her husband leaves office tomorrow. In a video on Twitter, she told Americans that violence was never the answer and could never be justified. My fellow Americans, it has been the greatest honor of my life to serve as First Lady of the United States. 
I have been inspired by incredible Americans across our country who lift up our communities through their kindness and courage, goodness and grace. The past four years have been unforgettable. The authorities in Portugal have again strengthened coronavirus restrictions, with officials saying the country's health system is close to capacity. Here's the BBC's Alison Roberts. Portugal's situation is very critical and its health system is close to the limit, according to officials. In recent days, it has had among the world's highest rates of new cases and COVID deaths relative to population. Since Friday, remote working has been compulsory where feasible and non-essential shops are closed. But now, anyone travelling to work must have a note from their employer explaining why they can't work from home. And big employers must submit a list of workers whose presence is essential. Shop opening hours have also been curtailed, but the government is still keeping schools open. More than 70 protesters have been detained in Russia as they demanded the release of the opposition leader, Alexei Navalny, who was arrested on his return to Moscow on Sunday. Mr. Navalny, who'd been recovering in hospital in Germany from a nerve agent attack, had called for demonstrations. The European Parliament has called for further sanctions against Russia. The chairman of its Foreign Affairs Committee, the German MEP David Melkelista, said the arrest breached Russian law and a European Court of Human Rights judgment. Like many of us in the European Parliament, I am very concerned about the arrest of Mr. Navalny in Moscow. This is clearly against international law and this is clearly against the Russian constitution and this is an attempt of the Russian authorities to silence opposition in this country. That's why we call for an immediate release of Mr. Navalny and other supporters. Britain has ordered an independent inquiry into allegations of state corruption and other criminality in the British Virgin Islands and overseas territory in the Caribbean. The territory has its own elected government, with London as the ultimate authority, but London is concerned that the local authorities cannot deal with the scale of the problem. The BBC's James Landale reports. The British Virgin Islands has long faced allegations of state corruption. $7 million of public money spent on an airline that did not exist. $1 million blown on one school fence. A policeman found with cocaine worth $250 million. There are even allegations of a $40 million fund for families struggling with COVID being channeled to politicians' allies. The Foreign Secretary, Dominic Raab, said he was concerned about the vulnerability of the islands to serious organised crime, and so the UK had a moral and constitutional duty to act. The German firm Audi has become the latest car maker to warn that a global shortage of semiconductors or computer chips will force it to curb production in the coming weeks. Other manufacturers are experiencing similar problems. Here's the BBC's Theo Leggett. A shortage of computer chips has become a serious issue for the global motor industry. Modern cars need them because they rely heavily on complex electronics to control their engines, safety systems and driver aids. Demand did decline sharply last year, when factories and showrooms in many regions closed down in the early stages of the pandemic. But while the industry itself has recovered faster than expected, semiconductor production has lagged behind. Car companies have been left to compete with businesses in other sectors, such as consumer electronics, for the available supplies. 
stocks, and a short while ago, the Hang Seng Index was trading at 29,746 points. That's 883 points up from the previous close. In currencies, the U.S. dollar was standing at 104 Japanese yen, the euro was trading at 1 U.S. dollar and 20 cents, and the pound was worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 54 cents. And now to sports, here's Atom Jung. We start with football in the English Premier League, where Arsenal are back on the winning column after a convincing performance against Newcastle. Partey, and he pushes the ball out. Good ball out here to uh, Aubameyang. On the run into the penalty. Aubameyang shoots. Aubameyang scores. Emma Smith Rowe going up through the gears and attacking the Newcastle penalty. He's breezed into the box. Pulls it back. Brilliant goal. 2 0. It's a poor clearance away by. Clark straight back to Arsenal. Suarez gets to the dead ball line. Can he pull back a good cross here? He's pinged it back to Aubameyang, who finishes with a cushion touch inside the six-yard area. Arsenal 3, Newcastle United nil. 3-0 was the way it finished at the Emirates. The win moves Arsenal to 10th in the table, 10 points off the pace. Manager Mikel Arteta felt his side were always in control of the game. Well, I think the first half, uh, obviously, it takes a while to break a structure like this. Uh, we have some big chances that we didn't score, and this is what we needed. But we were in total control of the games. I don't think that they had any shots on target in, in that moment. It was about keeping that structure right, keep it uh, simple, keep attacking the box as much as we could. Uh, we corrected a few things that, in my opinion, we could do a little bit better. And then we produced the, the moments of the goals. The Newcastle manager Steve Bruce faced calls for his resignation after last week's 1-0 loss to last place Sheffield United. His side have gone winless in nine games in all competitions and they remain seven points above the Premier League drop zone. You're going to have tough moments. If you're in the Premier League and you're in the bottom half, you go through runs like what we're on at the moment. We're on a difficult run, of course, and the only way through it is, is to keep working away and hope that results change and, and bring that little bit of confidence back. AC Milan have opened up a three-point lead over their city rivals Inter at the top of the Italian Serie A. Milan won their game in hand 2-0 at Cagliari, with Slatan Ibrahimovic scoring both goals. To basketball now and a pair of Eastern heavyweights went head-to-head in the NBA and it was the Brooklyn Nets who came out winners 125-123 over the Milwaukee Bucks. Kevin Durant, who had 30 points for the Nets, made the go-ahead three-pointer with 36 seconds left. Newcomer James Harden added 34 points and 12 assists. The game ended when Chris Middleton missed a potential game-winning three from the corner. MVP Yanis Antetokounmpo had 34 points and 12 rebounds for the Bucks, whose four-game winning streak came to an end. And after a slow start to the season, the Toronto Raptors have won three in a row. They defeated the Dallas Mavericks 116-93 behind 23 points from Kyle Lowry. Chris Boucher added 21 off the bench. And that's your look at sports. Thanks, Atom. And that's the news from RTHK. The symptoms of COVID-19 can be mild. Don't go to work or school if feeling unwell. Wear a mask and consult a doctor promptly. Ask doctors at accident and emergency departments, general outpatient clinics, private hospitals, or clinics for free testing provided by the Department of Health. Return the specimen to a designated collection point or use the door-to-door specimen collection service for a fee. Test promptly for early detection. 
To prevent the spread of disease, make sure all drainage traps contain water. Pour half a liter of water into each drain outlet every week. Check sinks, baths, toilets, and floor drain outlets regularly. If drainage pipes are leaking or blocked, or drain outlets emit a foul smell, arrange prompt inspection and repair by a qualified person. Don't alter drains and pipes on your own. Visit chp.gov.hk for details. So you can go and take that little piece of shit with you. Hey, I'm out of bed, I'm trying to 